Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Need a cold coffee with a bold flavor? Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods were specially crafted for cold coffee. Brew over ice straight out of the Keurig coffee maker for smooth, delicious Dunkin' taste you know and love. Find your next Dunkin' Cold coffee in the roasted coffee aisle. Good morning. It's Monday. Cases of the flu and other viruses rising fast. Yeah, and doctors nationwide are sounding the alarm today. It is October 24th. This is today. Triple threat. Hospitals being overwhelmed by a perfect storm of flu, COVID, and respiratory illnesses. You're seeing a tidal wave uh, sweeping across this country right now. What's driving the surge earlier than ever and how you can protect your family this morning. Breaking overnight, North and South Korea exchange warning shots along a disputed border, ratcheting up tensions across the region. We're live with the very latest. Final stretch, record turnout expected in the midterms, just 15 days away now. Millions of early voters already casting ballots. What our new poll reveals about who has the edge. Jackpot fever. Tonight's Powerball drawing soars to more than $600 million. The race to scoop up tickets from coast to coast. And back in action, Miami's star quarterback returns to the field, leading the Dolphins to a big win. And we're there behind the scenes of television's biggest production. This is where the magic happens? But here's the ultimate test. Oh, yeah. The telestrator, man. This the- is bucket list here. We go inside the game to show you Sunday night football like you've never seen before today, Monday, October 24th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. And hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. Nice to have you with us on a Monday morning. It's going to be a good Monday. Let's get to our top story this morning. It's a new health concern from coast to coast, or really, it's the return of an old health concern. Yeah, after more than two years of masks, social distancing, working from home, the flu, it's back, and it's back in a big way. Yeah, a lot of states already are reporting a higher number of cases than usual. It's sparking fears of what's now being called a triple-demic or a tridemic flu COVID and that respiratory illness that affects children mostly, RSV. So in a moment, we're going to sort it out with Dr. John Torres about what we can expect. But for the very latest, let's go to NBC's Blaine Alexander. She's in Atlanta for us. Hi, Blaine. Good morning. Well, guys, good morning to you. The CDC is warning that flu cases are rising across much of the country, most notably parts of the South, right here where we are right now. Now, experts say that the concern is that we're seeing cases rising earlier in the season than we typically do, and that could mean a very long winter ahead. After two years of pandemic precautions, this morning, flu season is back with a dangerous vengeance, overwhelming hospitals and stretching medical resources. You're seeing a tidal wave of Uh, sweeping across this country right now. In Northern Virginia, one high school canceled all weekend activities after nearly half the student body came down with flu-like symptoms. Health officials are working to determine why roughly 1,000 students called out sick. The school paper is suggesting a recent crowded school dance could have been a super spreader event. Across a number of states, particularly in the South, confirmed flu cases are higher than usual for this early in the season. Officials are urging people to get their flu vaccines early before the end of October. Experts are predicting a rough few months ahead. It could be a really bad harbinger of the winter if that's also combined with a COVID-19 surge. Young children have also been hit especially hard by another virus, the culprit, a respiratory illness known as RSV. In the last two weeks, cases have tripled, already surpassing last year's peak. 
because of the last two years with stay at home and a lot of virtual activities, many children have not been exposed, leaving our youngest ones, those under the age of two, with the highest vulnerability. Across the country, pediatric hospital beds are nearing capacity. At Connecticut Children's Hospital, employees are using temporary units to house sick patients. I think this is uh, unprecedented. We've never seen this before, and it's creating challenges. Georgia Baca's parents knew something was wrong when they noticed their four-month-old daughter struggling to breathe. Her chest was doing a lot of uh, up and down rapid movements. Doctors quickly diagnosed her with RSV. She spent four days in the hospital. We were definitely terrified, especially when we saw that she needed to go on oxygen and had the tubes in her nose. The rise in RSV, along with an increase in COVID cases and now the flu, have experts fearing a triple-demic could be on the horizon. And guys, experts say that your best defense is to get both the flu shot and the latest COVID booster at the same time. But guys, they say only about 5% of eligible Americans have gotten that latest COVID booster shot. Savannah and Hoda. All right, Blaine, thank you. All right, let's bring in NBC News senior medical correspondent, Dr. Dr. John Torres. She was just talking about how it's very important to get the flu shot. And we just did that story that at Stafford High School, a thousand kids had flu-like symptoms. You'd have to assume that some of those kids had the flu shot. So I guess the question is, how effective is the flu shot? It's very effective and it's effective at what it's meant to do, which is basically prevent you from getting hospitalized, dying from the flu, getting seriously ill. We've known through the pandemic and this came out with a COVID vaccine. It's not going to necessarily protect you from getting the infection, but it's going to protect you from getting it worse than you would mm-hmm. without it and particularly dying from it, which is the important part. What makes doctors such as yourself so nervous about these three illnesses and why are we seeing a rise, for example, in RSV as well? There's a few things that are making everybody nervous is number one is the way they're all kind of happening at the same time. Typically, these happen one after the other, and they're in sequence, and they're not necessarily together. They're happening together, which could overwhelm the healthcare system, and we want to make sure that doesn't happen on top of keeping people safe. The reason we think this is happening, particularly with the childhood ones, is because the last two years, we haven't seen these, and that means there's an extra pool of people who haven't been infected, could now get infected as well, and could spread it to other people. With RSV in particular, adults, it could be a cold. You could spread it to a two-year-old, and that could be devastating. All right, Dr. Torres, we'll stay on it. Thank you very much. All right, now let's move to breaking news overnight that's being watched very closely by the world. With tensions already high between the two nations, the North and South Korean militaries exchanged warning shots off their western coasts. NBC's Janice Mackey Freyer has the very latest. Janice, walk us through what happened overnight. Hoda, good morning. Each side now is accusing the other of violating maritime boundaries. This Western Sea area is poorly marked and it's long been a hotbed of dispute. So overnight, South Korea said its Navy fired a warning shot toward a North Korean merchant vessel that had crossed the northern limit line. That's what South Korea sees as the de facto maritime border. North Korea then said its Navy responded by firing 10 rounds of artillery shells and said the South Korean ship had gone three miles into their waters. This is a very tense time in the region uh, with a barrage of North Korean weapons tests, the latest, according to the North, meant to simulate the use of tactical nuclear weapons to, quote, hit and wipe out targets. For weeks, both sides have been firing missiles. They've been setting up fighter jets and buzzing the border. And there are no lines of communication right now. There are also joint military drills happening between South Korea and the U.S., which is always a flashpoint 
wait for North Korea. Looming over all of this is the expectation that Kim Jong-un is preparing a seventh nuclear test. Satellite images suggest that he's been preparing for one and that it could happen before midterms in the U.S. Hoda. All right, a frightening escalation there. Janice Mackey Freyer for us. Janice, thank you. Savannah? We turn now, Hoda, to the crucial midterms in just 15 days from now. Key races across the country will determine which party controls the House and the Senate. And a new NBC News poll reveals that a deeply divided nation appears uniquely motivated this year to get out and vote. In fact, more than 5 million people have already cast ballots in early voting underway in many, many places. NBC national political correspondent Steve Kornacki with us again to break it down. So our new poll shows enthusiasm is sky high for this midterm election. Yes, you know, four years ago in the last midterm election, we set a record for turnout. I think we could be poised to shatter that record in 2022. But I think interestingly here, it's not quite even between the two parties. Look at this here. The highest level of interest, according to our poll in the midterm election, Republicans with an enthusiasm advantage over Democrats. Both of these numbers are extremely high, but it's nearly 80 percent of Republicans who express the highest level of interest. It's almost 70 percent of Democrats. So a little bit more on the Republican side. One thing that unites both parties, though, is what is driving their enthusiasm? Basically, the other party. This is a question of, do you think the other party's agenda, if left unchecked, will ruin the country? Look at this. Each party, basically eight and 10, say, yes, it would. It's so striking because it just shows the vitriol among both sides. It's not, I differ on the tax rates. It's, I think the other side is going to destroy this country. It's an incredible poll finding. Let's talk about that generic ballot. When we ask people, Generally speaking, who would you rather have, a Republican or a Democrat controlling uh, Congress? So this is the first time we use what we call our likely voter model here, looking at that enthusiasm level, past participation. And when you look at the likely voter model, we show a very close race here on the generic ballot, but Republicans with an advantage of one point over Democrats. Other polls have shown, and ours does too, that Republicans have some momentum here around some of the top issues that voters say they care about. Yeah, if you're a Republican, it's that enthusiasm I just showed you that's good news for you. But then it's also this. Take a look here. Top issues. We ask folks, what's your number one issue? You do see threats to democracy at the top of the list. And the Democrats overwhelmingly have an advantage there. But look at jobs in the economy and cost of living, essentially inflation. If you combine those two numbers, that's 35 percent. That's more than one out of every three voters. And on that combination, the economy and inflation, Republicans have an advantage of 36 points in our poll. And you take that one step further, you just ask folks, what do you think of Joe Biden's performance on the economy? Less than 40 percent approve of that. And then you ask, how do you think the economy is going to do over the next year? Half of voters say it's going to get worse. So there's real pessimism there. And then in the, the general poll of President Biden's approval rating, he obviously is underwater in that poll. So is former President Trump, who looms large in this midterm. This is the X factor. We show you Democrats still in the game on that generic ballot. You see, with numbers like this, why? Well, Joe Biden and the Democrats are unpopular. But look at this. The Republican Party itself and Donald Trump even less popular. Very unusual circumstance to have a former president this involved, this central to a midterm. Democrats hope to the extent Trump is on voters' minds, it gives them a boost. All right, Steve Kornacki, thank you as always. See you in 15 days, if not before. Hoda, over to you. All right, thanks, Savannah. Also this morning, the U.S. is accusing Russia of trying to lay the groundwork to escalate its invasion of Ukraine with with false claims that Ukraine is preparing to use a so-called dirty bomb and blame it on Moscow. NBC's uh, Matt Bradley's in Kiev. He's got the latest on this one. Hey, Matt, morning. 
Morning, Hoda. Yeah, there was a flurry of diplomacy last night, and that was when Russia's defense minister tried to convince his counterparts throughout the world that it's Ukraine, not Russia, that's planning and using a nuclear weapon. Today, nuclear alarms ringing around the world after Moscow accused Ukraine of planning a phony attack with a dirty bomb, a kind of small nuclear weapon in order to blame it on Russia. The White House rejecting the claim, calling it a pretext for Moscow's own escalation. But a deeper sort of darkness has settled over Ukraine after a fresh barrage of Russian missiles targeted the country's electricity network, leaving about one and a half million people without power. The head of Ukraine's state energy company told me his engineers are in the firing line. Five have been killed since the start of the war. They are losing the fight on the battlefield, so uh, they they have only this uh, means of terror to try to force us uh, to sit down and start negotiations. Many Ukrainians are now rushing to buy up generators to light and heat their homes. All right, so this is where the generators are supposed to be, and there's only two left. Some shoppers left empty-handed, but are determined to survive the coming winter. Will you surrender because you're cold? Never. We'll never surrender, he told me. Before we surrender, Putin will die like a dog. This couple fled from the besieged city of Mariupol six months ago. Now they're once again living without power. This will have the exact opposite effect, she told me. Putin just doesn't understand how nationalistic we'll be now. Most Ukrainians are prepared to persevere, defiant, even in darkness. And guys, those power cuts I was talking about, they're particularly tough for hospitals like this one behind me outside of Kyiv. You know, they've been running on generator power. They've been delaying some surgeries and operations. And they're even resorting to using hand pumps in order to resuscitate some patients sometimes. Hoda? All right. Matt Bradley for us here in Kyiv. Matt, thank you. We move now to the political turmoil in Britain. They're preparing for a new prime minister there following the sudden resignation, resignation of Liz Truss. And the man she replaced, Boris Johnson, just took his name out of the running. NBC's chief international correspondent, Keir Simmons, joins us from London. Keir, where does it stand? Well, Savannah, we could be close, maybe just hours away, maybe days away from knowing who the new British prime minister is. With the White House just looking on at this political turmoil in the UK, its closest ally over the UK, UK, uh, over the Ukraine uh, crisis. Boris Johnson flying back over the weekend to stand again as prime minister, then last night dramatically pulling out. Rishi Sunak, who was turned down by his party over the summer, now may be selected and become the first person of colour to walk through through that door as British Prime Minister. Savannah, he predicted the economic crisis over the past few months. Now it will be his job to fix it. But there may still be uncertainty. There are now loud calls for a general election here because this will be the Conservative Party's third British Prime Minister just this year. Savannah, President Biden and, of course, President Putin will be watching closely as Europe faces a long hard winter. Savannah? Care Simmons outside 10 Downing Street. Thank you. All right. Uh, 16 minutes after the hour, let's take a check of the weather. Look at Mr. Roker. Well, good I'm morning, sorry. all. And it's uh, that was a tough one watching those Yankees. Yeah. But uh, congratulations to everybody going to the World Series. Salt Lake City, uh, we're getting a very Park City, Utah, starting to see some snow, beginning to feel a lot like ski season. Well, let's take a look. We've got more of that snow out there as we go to the radar. You can see that around this low pressure system, we've got some wet weather. We've got some thunderstorms and we 
we got some snow spinning around that system. Another a few inches of snow possible. But what we're really watching, strong storms firing up down through Texas. Also some mountain snows in the southwest as well. We have a risk for 21 million people today from Oklahoma to Texas, back to Louisiana, parts of Arkansas, tornadoes, damaging hail. That slides to the east tomorrow with isolated hail. Again, wind gusts of up to 60 miles per hour and some tornadoes possible. It's a very strong cold front. 50 mile per hour plus winds persisting across the plains. The Arklatex could see some strong storms later today. Then we move into tomorrow. That front will move east of the Mississippi River. Strong storms, tornadoes possible down through the south along that front. We're looking at rainfall amounts anywhere from four to five inches, isolated higher amounts. And in fact, we're worried about flash flooding because of rainfall rates of one to two inches, stretching from Tyler, Texas, Springfield, Missouri, out to Oklahoma City. So we're going to be watching that very closely over the next 48 hours. And that is your latest weather. Guys? What color is that? Toast? I, I don't that know. Terrible? <laughs> I love it. Toast. I'm into it. I so don't know. Who knows? Uh, still ahead. How would you like to be sick? $610 million richer. Well, inside the growing excitement for tonight's Powerball drawing, it has people dreaming big. Plus, Sunday Night Football, primetime's most watched show. And guess who got to experience the magic firsthand? Gregors. Oh, oh, oh. What is up, SG? Hey, guys. It was a lot of fun here in Miami. I got to tell you, what does it take to pull off Sunday Night Football? I guarantee you are going to be amazed at this operation. We'll have that story for you where we take you inside the game in just a few minutes. But first, this is Today on NBC. In life, we're often driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to find candidates isn't to search. It's to match with Indeed. Indeed's a matching and hiring platform used by over 300 million global monthly users, according to Indeed data. Need quality candidates fast? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. And you'll connect with candidates in no time. And it's not just faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And here's the best part. Listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit, giving your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. It is 7.30. Let's get to your headlines. 7.30, Monday morning. And we're going to start with new details this morning on a deadly shooting. It happened at a maternity ward at a Dallas hospital. A gunman opened fire at Methodist Dallas Medical Center Saturday and killed two employees. The suspect is 30-year-old Nestor Hernandez. He was on parole and wearing an ankle monitor at the time, but had been granted permission to be at the hospital for the birth of a child. He served time for aggravated robbery before his release last October. 
On Saturday, Hernandez was shot and injured by police before being taken into custody. It is still unclear what led to that violence. A uh, newly released video shows a Boy Scout troop being rescued in New Mexico after bad weather left them stuck in the wilderness for three days. Sixteen scouts, nine adults were on a week-long uh, camping trip in Gila National Forest, but heavy rain and a rising river prevented the scouts from leaving their campsite. Eventually, they were able to get an emergency call out. State police, along with the New Mexican National Guard, found the troop and airlifted them to safety. Thankfully, everybody there okay. Well, last week we told you about a recent spike in UFO sightings here in this country. Well, now we know who has been tasked with solving the mystery. NASA has announced the 16 people who will spend the next nine months studying UFOs, among them former astronaut and retired U.S. Navy Captain Scott Kelly. The team will examine how the UFO data is gathered by public, local government, and other sources. The, go the goal is to determine which sightings are natural and which ones simply cannot be explained. All right. Meantime, if you're feeling lucky this morning, you may want to buy a Powerball ticket on your way to work. The jackpot for tonight's drawing has soared. It's $610 million, the eighth largest in Powerball history. NBC's Jesse Kirsch <laughs> is in Cleveland for us. People are grabbing those tickets. Hi, Jesse. Hey, good morning, Savannah and Hoda. There are plenty of games to play, but this is why we're here. This Cleveland convenience store says, especially over the past week, as that jackpot kept going up, more people have been buying those tickets. And all you need for a chance at a jackpot cash value of about $300 million is two bucks and just a little bit of luck. This morning, Americans all over hoping maybe, just maybe, they might become millionaires overnight. Powerball says after no one hit the mark on Saturday, its jackpot reached an estimated $610 million. Now the eighth biggest pot in Powerball history for a $292.6 million cash value. Stacked on top of each other, Powerball says that many $100 bills would be almost as tall as the Eiffel Tower. And with tickets costing just $2, plenty of people are already playing. I'm about 10 tickets. Don't get too excited yet. Powerball says you have about a 1 in 25 shot of winning something, but the odds of winning the jackpot are roughly 1 in 292 million. That means you're more likely to be struck by lightning, but many still hope they'll get a jolt of cash. You got to be in it to win it, right? So I'm being, I hope it's the lucky one. I, I use the same numbers all the time. Powerball says its last big winner came from a Pennsylvania ticket in August. That jackpot, $206.9 million. Across almost three dozen drawings since, people have won smaller prizes, but no jackpots. If that changes tonight and you're lucky enough to win, you can do a lot with the money. In the market for a private island, why not buy in bulk? One group off of Fiji is going for just $155 million. Fly there in style on your own private jet. One pre-owned Gulfstream like this plane going for around $30 million. Dragon is in countdown. But if planet Earth is too gauche, $55 million could get you a ride to the International Space Station. But here's the problem if you're going to outer space. Where are you going to spend the rest of that money? No matter what you plan to buy, here's some tips from advisors. Consider hiring a financial advisor and even a therapist. You're going to want to look to budget that money. Consider giving some of it to charity. That can help with your taxes, too. And here's a big, important tip. Make sure you sign the back of that ticket and take a selfie with it 
because you want to be able to prove later on it's yours. I think I've got the winner right here, Savannah and Hoda. I hope so, Jesse. Thank you very much. It's <laughs> always fun to daydream about that. Exactly. All right, still ahead, a story all drivers and all parents need to see because of what you cannot see behind the wheel of some of those larger SUVs and trucks. Vicki Wynn, she's got an eye-opening demonstration. It's got some important safety tips and new technology that could help save lives. But first, you probably watched last night's big game here on NBC. Well, this morning, Craig's going to show us how it gets done. The magic of Sunday night football coming together. He's behind the scenes with unprecedented access. Hi, Craig. Hey, I see you're right. They've never allowed cameras to follow them around for days. But we've been hanging out with Tariko and Collinsworth and Melissa Stark. Almost 200 people. That's what it takes to pull off Sunday Night Football every week. And coming up in just a few moments, we're going to show you what it's like inside the game. But first, this is Today on NBC. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Oh, we're back. Dolphins star quarterback back on the field last night. Gave Miami the early lead on Sunday night football. And the Dolphins held on from there, defeating the Steelers 16 to 10. Okay, so what you're looking at is what the game looked like when you watched it for, from home. But now we're going to show you what it takes week in and week out to pull out the biggest production in television. So Craig's at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Spent the weekend with NBC Sunday night football team. You pulled back the curtain, Craig. Hey, how to Savannah? Good morning. Here's the thing, guys. If you thought that Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth and the gang just rolled up to the stadium on Sunday night to talk football, you would be sadly mistaken. The preparation that goes into producing Sunday night football is intense. And for the first time ever, they allowed our cameras into the closed door meetings with the coaches, the players, the producers, pulling back the curtain on primetime's most watched show. Four days before kickoff, a caravan of production trucks for NBC's Sunday Night Football roll into Miami's Hard Rock Stadium. It's the start of a breakneck pace for the entire SNF crew. I think a lot of folks who watch Sunday Night Football probably think you guys just show up and you start riffing. There's a lot of prep that goes into this. No days off? Yeah. January 23rd. That's the day after our last playoff game. That's the next day off. Denounced team of Mike Tirico, Chris Collinsworth, and sideline reporter Melissa Stark arrived to the host city days before the game. This weekend, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Miami Dolphins. But as the host city, the on-air trio, along with director Drew Esikoff and head producer Rob Hyland, spend the day with the Dolphins at their last big practice before the big primetime game. It's also a chance to spend time with Miami's head coach, Mike McDaniel. That was my playbook. 
and Dolphins quarterback to attack of How you doing, Beasley? Two of my How you doing, man? What's up, guys? Who returns to the field three weeks after sustaining a concussion, a hard-to-watch injury that drew renewed attention to player safety in the NFL. These young people, they have something they want to tell you. You just have to kind of figure out what it is. And they believe that you're going to tell America their story in the right way. The announcers spend several meetings going over the players' stories they've been entrusted with and other themes for the game. For the Dolphins, again, there's a lot of layers to Tua. I uh, will hit it in the open. Melissa's going to hit it. The production team meticulously goes over every detail. You're prepared for every contingency, it would say. Until it's time to head to the stadium. Drew Essikoff has directed all 17 seasons of Sunday Night Football. You're making split-second decisions nonstop for more than three hours yeah. straight every week. How do you handle that? I listen to Mike, listen to Chris, listen to Melissa. And if I can make their words match the video that I'm putting on TV, mission accomplished. Drew also introduced us to their team's secret weapon. Just a little sampler. Head engineer and personal chef, Mark DeChico, who cooks a full meal for the entire crew while making sure the broadcast runs seamlessly. Dude, yeah. we gotta get you in 1A. <laughs> What's your favorite part of the job? Uh, I think working with this group. Yeah. You have to love the people. You know it. Yes, you travel. You so if you're on the road as much as we are, yeah. you have to like the people. Uh, so the camaraderie, because they kind of, as, as much as we have families at home, yeah. this kind of becomes your second family. What's the hardest part of the job? Trying to be a, a, a parent, a normal human being away from this job. That's the hard part. Um, the game, though, that's the fun part. And we're moments away from the fun part. But first, Mike and Chris gave me a tour of their home away from home. This is where the magic happens? For this weekend, anyway. But here's the ultimate test. Oh, yeah. The Telestrator, man. You worry? This is bucket list here. I can retire now. And finally, it was kickoff time for not just two football teams on the field, but the Sunday night football team who worked tirelessly to bring you the biggest game of the week. Three, two, one. Play 96, take track. How cool, Craig. Yeah. I mean, guys, it, it, it was a lot of fun. It's such, such a sight to behold. We're talking somewhere between 150, 200 people. And it's, it's like this traveling circus. I mean, they're <laughs> already on their way to Buffalo as we speak. That's where the game is next Sunday. But seeing it up close, mm -hmm. you, you develop a new appreciation. Uh, for our colleagues over on the sports side. Yeah, when you look yeah. at it, just so people know, like that control room where you were in there and having the chili or whatever, yeah. like that's on that's a truck. That's an 18-wheeler yeah. trailer. Yeah. Rolls wow. into all these different places. Yeah. It's just incredible crazy. to see how they pull that off week after week. And that doesn't even include football night in America. And, and, you know, it's um, yeah. right before. Yeah. And SG, here's the, here's the thing. You mentioned that truck. They've got six of those, six of those tractor yep. trailers that crisscross the country. For 17 weeks and, you know, then the playoffs as well. It's a, uh, it really is up close. It's, it's something, by the way, and we all love Tariqa. We all love Chris Collinsworth and Melissa. The preparation that those guys do every week, yeah. I didn't fully appreciate it until you see it up close, especially Tariqa. He's got some sort of like weird system with squares and it's color coded. And I said to him yesterday, I was like, buddy, 
this is like something out of a beautiful mind. Like, there's, like if anyone else picked it up, they, they would not know what that foreign language was that Mike Tirico has created for himself. Wow. Oh. They work so hard and make yeah. it look effortless, that's, but that's it's actually yeah. hard work. That was awesome, Craig. Good job. Thank you. And Craig, by the thank way, is going to have a lot you, more coming Susan. up in the third hour. That's cool. All right. Mr. Roker, how about a check of the weather? Well, we've got really, depending on which side of this front you're on, you're going to be looking at really different temperatures. So to the west of the front, Cooler than average. Great Falls, Montana, 41 degrees. That's 15 degrees cooler than average. Albuquerque, 53. Ahead of the front, Duluth, you're going to be near 70 degrees at 66. Chicago, 75 degrees today. Pittsburgh, 73. Nashville, up to 80. And then we move to tomorrow. That front pushes to the east. The warmth stays in. New York City, we're going to be at about 71 degrees. That's almost 10 degrees warmer than average. Lynchburg, 77, 75, 75 in Nashville. Detroit, 15 degrees warmer at 73. And even right toward the end of the week, temperatures stay really seasonal for this time of year, even a little on the mild side. By Friday, it's 55 in Boston, but low 60s in New York City, mid-60s to upper 60s in D.C., and Cincinnati will see temperatures in the mid-60s as well. And that is your latest weather, guys. All right, Alan, I know you're working on something really cool for us for later yeah. in the week. Yeah, you know, we it, it's up. this week marks one month since Hurricane Ian made landfall in Florida, as you remember, devastating areas like Fort Myers Beach. Well, we're going to be heading there on Thursday morning to lend a hand to the recovery efforts, introduce you to some remarkable helpers in that community. Cannot wait to share their stories. And we've got some inspiring stories and surprises as well. That's all coming up Thursday on today, live from Fort Myers Beach, Florida. Oh, so many people are going to yeah. need that, Al. I, know, I can't wait to see it. I love it when Al rolls in that lend a hand truck. Not as many trucks as Friday night, yeah. a Sunday night football, yeah, but it. we're going to try to make Pretty it close. Cool. All right. Well, cool. Stella had this morning a sign of resilience in war-ravaged Ukraine. Richard Engel takes us inside one city's last bar, and it's taking a stand by just staying open in these hard times. But first, these messages. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.